right, guys, thank you for joining us today. We have here very special guests from our very own. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Adrian Cabastani. I'm the broker owner of Home Prime Realty, the one right here, a partial owner of this one right here, Prime Flip. Um, it's very simple. What we try to do is just make real estate easy for everyone out there. How we do that? We, we do that with these kind of videos, you know, like educational videos. That way we can share our perspective as a professional, as a realtor with you guys. And that way you guys have more information that is, is not usual to have out there. Okay. And uh, we spent most of the week talking about uh, fix and flip properties and how we can help some of our investors uh, with the fix and flip properties. So um, you've been in the game a little longer than I have. So I'm sure you've probably dealt with... Um, more rookies investors than I have. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to start, go ahead. And well, let, let me start saying that everybody's a rookie in this, in this game because every transaction is completely different. You know, there is not a, there is not a same transaction. Uh, each one has, uh, you know, different challenge for everybody, even for experienced investors. Uh, for me in particular, um, I'm kind of like, Pay more attention of location, you know, and how much I can spend on the property. I usually, what I do is drive around the, the zip code or the area that I feel comfortable, that I know the price, you know, how the property is, is, is you know, how they say the property on that area. That way I, I know the value of the real estate and a specific area. For me, that's, that's the key, you know, you, you need to know the market. You need to know uh, where where are you looking at in terms of where are you gonna put your money on, and that's what I do. I just drive, you know, around the properties, around the neighborhood, um, and if I see something that you know is not in good state, I mean in good shape, I, what I do is just try to get in contact with the seller directly and try to make you know a negotiation with him. Okay, uh, so you're really trying to specialize in a certain area. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. What recommendations, and kind of just to, to kind of leave this in the back. So when I said uh, dealing with more of rookie investors, so I have learned that every single transaction is different. Mm -hmm. And every single transaction comes with those people's problems, which is what makes it different. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I was kind of referring to as a rookie investor was kind of just knowing the basics of maybe what it takes uh, to flip a property. Because I've personally worked with a few investors that are asking me like, hey, what offer do you think I should make? Um, how much do you think the house could be sold for? Uh, or just something as simple as a question like, hey, is there money to be made in this house? Well, um, in, in that situation, that particular situation, I recommend every rookie investor, I mean, everybody that wants to join this board in, of investment in real estate, the first thing you need to do is hire a realtor, you know, and make sure this realtor have a time for you, you know, because if the realtor is so busy, this kind of realtor that have 20, 20 transactions a month, probably they, they will not have a time to go here with you and go to the property, do some numbers, spend some time with you, uh, looking at progress and stuff like that. So I personally recommend you guys to um, hire a realtor, someone that is not new, but has some experience to work with, 
uh, real estate investors because those realtors know how to do the numbers. You know, and probably sixty percent of the of the business is on numbers. For me, sixty percent is on numbers. The the rest is on market and how you do your 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 labor inside the property. But yeah. So for those rookie investors, the first thing you need to do is hire a realtor, uh, sit down with your realtor, explain them why, what, what do you want to do on this situation, on this particular situation, and what kind of house are you looking for, what is your budget, in case you don't have a budget, so uh, what options do you have out there that we can talk about later, about funding and stuff like that. How much of the process do you think of realtors involved? Like, for example, um, most investors, this is your business. You know what I'm saying? So a realtor is really, for me, just kind of like a an advisor, let's say. Um, it seems like a lot of people want or expect the realtor to do the majority of the work. Well, uh, that's that's a mistake from the investor. Uh, first, because the realtor is the one that will lock the property for you. The one that will send the, uh, the offer, the one that will negotiate the terms, but as investors myself, I and with my experience, I like to do that. Like when I got my numbers, you know, I know the offer that I'm gonna send. I don't have to ask any realtor about what offer do you think I should I should send to them. So I already got that cover on my side. But for real realtors, of course, they need those um, skills from the realtor in order to send a good offer, a competitive offer in this market. You know, it's very hard right now. You need to send the, your highest and best. And you need to make sure you cover all your expenses and you make some money because you get into this business to make some money at the end of the day, you know. And, you know, the realtor can be about 100% or can be about just 25% of the, of the deal, the transaction. It depends, you know, depend on you. Right. And um, while we're kind of on the subject, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, deal check and how they can use that to their benefit yeah of course so if you can share the screen we can show them you know a little bit how we do it for numbers how's that look looks good actually okay so this is actually our own deal check um i believe the platform itself it's about uh we have the i believe the metal package and it was only like 150 or 200 bucks for the entire year it's pretty um, cheap for the value that they provide to us. To be it's super cheap. Mm -hmm. This program alone should cost honestly a few thousand dollars a year for the value that it's on. Well, don't, don't give them. Yeah, yeah, I I so. <laughs> but um, I believe we actually do have an affiliate account with them. Um, I'll look into that and post it. If we do that, way you guys can get a discount. Um, but kind of just a quick, super, super, super quick brief overview of it. Um, you kind of just come into the property and you import the data. Uh, it does get it from the MLS, so it's going to like pre-save the address over here. Um, and then you also get it with some pictures and stuff like that. So I'll actually just show you guys a quick example. Uh, this one was off market, so it's actually not grabbing any of the pictures. But if the property is on the market, we'll actually go ahead and grab those pictures straight from the MLS as well. And even if it, it doesn't have any picture and it wasn't the market before, they grab the picture that sometimes. they have before, yeah, sometimes. sometimes yeah. Um, but pretty much the this is really what you're focused on here. It's just your purchase price, your after repair value. Um, now, one of the things that I have noticed that I did want to mention real quick, it says view recent sales comp, and it's going to kind of give you 
a number of what it thinks the property is worth. Um, I wouldn't trust this number a shit ton. If you see, we're over here at 490 um, and they're estimating 427. So essentially that could kind of be a big difference. Um, I would find another way to get your after repair value, either with your agent or whatever. Yeah, there is, is one of the, you know, the value that the agent can provide to the yeah. table in this, in this case. Yeah, this is definitely what your agent is here for, to help you with the after repair value. Um, one of the cool things, and this is, for me, this is what I see the biggest mistakes and many of the investors that I'm personally working with, is they don't even know what the cost of the money that they're borrowing is. So... Um, they, they're not taking that into effect when they're purchasing a house. So they, they just see like these two numbers up here and then they're like, okay, it's going to cost me $50,000 to rehab that. Boom, the rest is profit. Mm -hmm. But they're not counting, for example, like uh, the points. So if you notice on here, we're putting four points of the purchase price. Interest rate right there too. Yeah, so interest rate, they're, they're pretty good with their interest rates. Um, some of them actually don't even know what interest rates are getting charged. Um, just to... Let's, let's give a spotlight right here, really quick. So people are worried about how much they're gonna pay in interest rate. In this case, it's a hard money lender that is charging us 12%. Uh, Guys, this is some money that we don't have, or we don't use. So we use other people's money, and of course, they need to make profit on it. So 12% is actually low for the amount of profit that we're gonna make on this deal, for example. People. Yeah, so guys, real estate, it's all about everybody has to eat. And essentially, um, I kind of walked this through you real quick and then we'll show, we'll talk about the money on the inside. Um, so if you notice like how many points is the cost of purchase, your down payment, your interest rate, all those things, um, how much is it gonna cost you to rehab? Uh, cost overrun, 10% is usually pretty good. That all depends on you. How many months are you planning to hold the house? Guys, a huge expense that people don't look into is how much that property is costing you just to hold it there. Mm -hmm. um, and then holding costs, this is pretty much like the insurance, the taxes, taxes uh, any, any, any electrical bills, stuff like that. Yeah. And then your selling costs, that's how much your realtor, how much you're gonna charge, how much your realtor is charging you and close, your closing uh, costs. Yeah, close those things. Correct. So if you notice, you kind of just plug all those numbers in and when you click uh, property analysis, it tells you absolutely everything. How much money needs to come out of your pocket? How much money, if you don't have this amount of money in your bank account, for example, or you don't feel like you can come up with this money anyway, then this is not a deal for you. Correct. So cash needed is definitely how much money you're going to need. Um, and this doesn't include, if you notice, we're purchasing the price for three, the property for 335,000. So this doesn't include any of that. Um, $55,000 profit, it tells you your ROI, return on investment, and your annualized ROI, because this is going based off of these four months that we have the property for. Um, so what's really cool about this too is when you come to reports and sharing, so this is actually what we send to our um, lenders. That way everybody can be on the same page. Yeah, go back. My shit. Okay, so if you notice here, uh, property address, how much we think we can sell it for, how much we're buying it for, how much cash we need, how much we're looking to make, our percentages, which is very important to our investors. Um, the picture of the property, all of the information. Picture, the property. location, you know, area of picture as well. Financing, purchase price, everything. I mean, you, you have everything right there. Everything that you're going to need numbers wise should be on this deal check and it's all one place to get it from. This is actually what our hard money lender looks at. 
So he's going to see that it's interest only at 12%. This is how much he's going to let us borrow, which is 80%. Um, loan to value, which is actually what we're going to sell for. They like to definitely stay around this number, definitely under 75%. Yeah, they, they, they want to do, I mean, the max they can do is 75. Yeah. And when they do 75, they pretty much cover all your uh, rehab costs. Yeah. Um, and then last thing is your loan payments, how much that's going to pay a month. Remember, this is interest only, so that doesn't come down from that. Um, and then pretty much just everything that you're literally, every number that you need, it's going to tell you on here. And you're going to look a lot more professional and you're going to look a lot more like you know exactly what you're doing when you send this to somebody. That's, that, that's pretty much what differentiates you from other people. You know, 100%. when you send this to the lender, um, along with the CMA, with a good CMA, proving your, your stuff, proving your numbers, that will look very good in front of the computer and that will give him a lot of more trust to give you the money. Yeah. And then on here, you can also see like different months if for whatever reason your contract just took a little longer. Um, you do see how your cost is going to go up and how your profit is going to come down every single month that passes. This simple thing alone will differentiate you from about 90% of the investors that are out there right now. 100%. Yeah, we, I mean, we have a lot of clients that when, when we send this, they say, what the heck is this? You know, well, please help me to read this number. You send me a bunch of number. I don't know what to say. And if you have a disclaimer down there, you know, this is pretty good, to be honest yeah. with you. I really like it. And it also has this right here that I just clicked on a one page report. If you really don't want to get super fancy with it, just a picture and that's it. How much you need, what your profit's looking like and your percentage returns. So um, this is a great tool that I really recommend you guys to use. Um, it's also great to kind of know um, the offer that we're going to say. What offer you're exactly. going to say. So um, all the way at the bottom as well, it actually has like the 70% rule. Um, you set this up, okay, so I want to make $50,000 or more on every single profit, and I want my return to be 15% or more. So you actually set all of these things up, and then let's say we're not meeting one of our criteria. We can simply come here and be like, okay, then maybe this should be our, our max allowable offer, you know? And then here we're passing all of our rules. But um, it's just a great way to mess with it and be in more control of your business. Correct. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's another way, to be honest with you. It's another way. I, I, I'm sure there is more apps like this that can prevent this kind of value. But for us, we're always looking for the best one. And the best one means, you know, best value that they can provide for us and the, the, the cheapest. You know, you, you want to keep your, your cost down as much as you can. And the time consuming as well, because right. I have used some other ones that are on like Excel sheets or numbers, uh, if you're on Apple. Um, but essentially, they just get a little more complicated. This one is just showing us every single thing that we need. It's super quick. Uh, we usually check it right before we send an offer and make sure our numbers are aligning. Um, if we get a counter offer, we go ahead and adjust our numbers. That way we know where that would put us at. Um, and it also gives us the options to mess with different hard money lenders, maybe at a 20% Maybe at a 20% down payment with four points, you know, would be a deal breaker, but maybe we, okay, so this wouldn't be the, the house to do a hard money lender on. Let's try and go Correct. and find a private money lender. Or maybe, or maybe the amount of we need to use to rehab the property is not 50,000, it's 25,000. Yeah. That can be, you know, the deal for us. This is everything depends on the property. Like I say, every property is different. Every deal is different. 
but uh, these platforms give us, you know, a lot of information to to make sure that we we are on the right path. And let, let's talk about a little bit about the process, you know, when, when we start because everything we show you guys right now, we we do this before, right before to send any offer, right before. So what we do is once we find the property, either we we look at the MLS, we look at some uh, of the market deals, we make a phone call directly to the seller. Um, somebody refer us any any house. What we do, we go to the house, we send somebody to the house and and, and really see the pictures of the property, videos, and what is the condition, exterior, interior. How much money do you think is going to cost us to rehab the property? This is the very first tip right there. You find the house, you go and see it. If you cannot go and see it, you just base your numbers in, you know, I don't know, you, you open Google Map and then you go right there looking and searching street by street. You look at a neighborhood and all the stuff. We do that a couple of times too. And, and the process is very simple. We find the house, we do the numbers. If the deals make sense for us, we go ahead and send the offer. Just like that. A lot of people uh, actually don't know this about Google Maps, but Google Maps is one of the only ways to travel back in time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. So I'm just gonna show you a quick property here. It's actually on Google Street. Um, let me go back to the Zoom and show my screen real quick. Um, so for those of you that don't know, this could be great, uh, a great tool to also use. So this is a property that, uh, it's a random property, I would say. Um, if you guys check right here where it says Street View, you actually see this was actually taken in February of 2021. But not just that, I can go back to 2008 and look at look at the neighbor. Wow. Look at the difference. The other just, property doesn't even exist, right? Look at this. Damn. Um, so you see how many years I can actually go back and I can see a little bit of the history. So something as simple years. as this, look, I can see that there was a garage there at the side of the house. Wow. Was it built compared to how it looks now? You know, the garage, I can tell the garage was closed. Um, and I'm just switching from one year to another, but look, so the garage was closed here. So you can actually see from 2008, 2011, somebody actually closed the garage. So then you can look into seeing if there was like permits pulled for that or whatever the case is, like every house is different. Um, but you can actually see like every single, um, it's one of the only ways really to travel back in time right now. Oh, that's nice. Construction. Yeah. Here you can tell, okay, so wow. 2018, they started building oh, wow. the, um, but yeah, that's a great tool that not everybody knows. And um, and we use it a lot. We yeah. use it a lot. So those deals that are like an hour away from where we at, this is the tools that we use. We, we just go there virtually. Per, for me personally, this thing comes with an upside and it also comes with a downside. Um, it really depends on you and your business and how many offers are you sending on a weekly basis. But um, when you start trying to expand and grow your business essentially you don't have to drive especially if if a property is 30 minutes 45 minutes away um you don't have to drive to that house just to make an offer on the property you should be doing most of your due diligence work from here and then you still have that inspection period to where you go and you do all those things there's something important that we talked about and we covered in previous video uh, inspection period guys is is the, the deal safe for you so the, the, there is the period that you have the time to go to the property, inspect the property, even bring a contractor with you, one, two or three contractors, and, and check your numbers with them. You know, how much is going to cost this? The contractor will look at the property, not the same way you look at the property. They will look at the property, try to find something in a specific. I mean, like, um, you know, problem with protection, 
uh, roof, AC, all those kind of stuff that he can probably make money on. So that's that's a great um, you know advantage that you can have right there because the contractor will try to find those little things that you may don't see it upfront. Yeah. Um, take advantage of those inspection periods when they're due or during that time. And for me personally, I would recommend to stop wasting so much time before that, especially yeah. in the market that we're in right now. I mean, for every 50 to 60 offers, we might get one accepted. If you're doing, if you're coming in as an investor, I mean, meaning you're probably not going to be the highest person. Anybody can come in over bid. But um, I recommend you guys don't be the highest bid. Yeah. If you're the highest bidder, then you're, you're seeing something that yeah. they are not seeing. Exactly. So um, really what it comes down to investors, uh, it's just finding those people that need to close quickly. That's really where we shine. And that's really where, um, regardless of what people say, we really are needed out there and we really are um, helping them. There's nobody can make real estate more liquid than us. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, other thing that we do uh, a couple of times is uh, the escalation offers. Most people doesn't know about this. Most agents, leasing agent, doesn't know what is an escalation offer, and we use it a lot. What that means is you offer them, um, let's say the property is listed for $200,000, and you don't want to offer them full price upfront. You know your numbers will work at $300,000, but you're starting from the bottom. You're starting from $250,000 or $240,000, and you put an escalation offer up to $300,000. This will help you to get the best price that are under $300,000. If somebody offered, you start offering 250 and somebody offered 260, you will still on top of that 260 by 2,000, 3,000, 1,000, depends what is the escalation you set up on that, on that offer. Yes, just to kind of clarify that, because um, so whenever you're doing an escalation offer, let's say they listed it at 240, um, some realtors like to list the property a little lower just so they can get uh, bids. Um, or bidding more. Uh -huh. um, so when when he was talking about the one thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, um, what he's referring to is you can actually say, okay, so I want to go three thousand dollars on top of whatever your highest bid is, but I can only go up to those three hundred thousand dollars. So if the, somebody came in and put it at two sixty, then you would be at two sixty three, for example. And you still winning that offer? Yeah. And you don't pay full price. Yeah. The only way you lose would be at like in this particular case is if it's like a 298 or something like that. And then in that case, you're still kind of in the rat race to it. Maybe they can give you a call and you can renegotiate. No, at 298, you're still, uh, you're still winning because you still have 300,000 right there. So the only way you Would lose- Would that include the $3,000? No, because they only take $2,000 from the tree. So you're still at $300,000 because that's the, the, the full amount that you are willing to pay. But if somebody send $300,000, so there is there we have two offers and whichever is gonna win is the one that have better terms, better terms in terms of uh, inspection period and due diligence and how much money uh, you're gonna put it down or I mean on escrow and how quickly you're gonna close, you know. Okay. And um, what tip do you have out there for our investors to be able to do some of our CMAs? Well, um, like I say, try guys, if you use a realtor, that, that would be the best way. But in case you want to do it alone, you want to do it by yourself, you can use all those digital platforms out there, Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia. And what you really want to see, I mean, what you really want to look at it is 
the price per square footage on the area. You know, how much a property sold in the area. But most important for me is what, what was the price per square footage? Of course, you're looking at the property, you find the property and you want to see um, what, what is the average uh, sale price around right now. But what you want to see is how much the property sold for around the property that you just found. And this is the sample right here. You just change the, the filter and you're going to look at the properties that is sold house, I mean, residential, single family residential, because you want to compare apple with apple. You want to compare apple with bananas, you know, like, 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 the, like the, the sun, you know. And, and this is pretty much what you do. The tips for me is look at the comps around the property that you found. Try to be under one mile away uh, and, and try to find how much is the price for square foot. Of course, you have to look at the picture. You have to find a property that uh, is comparable with the property that you are going to fix and eventually sold, okay? Yeah, guys, so the most important thing when running your comps, um, especially off of Zillow, it's actually a little different than for us as realtors because um, our system takes a little bit of everything into effect and spits out a number for us. Um, but what I've noticed, the best thing that you guys could do is Try and stay either within 10 years of your property that you're currently trying to find what the value of it is. Um, try and stick anywhere between 10 to 20%, either up or down, everything is up or down, um, of square feet of the property. And um, the up? same, the same with bedrooms and bathrooms. As I mean, you, you, you don't want to compare, you don't want to compare uh three and two with a five and four, you know three beds, two bags with a five beds, two bags with a pool. So you, you want to find, like I said before, apple that compares with another apple. That's something that is pretty similar, like this pen, this with this, you know? That's what you're trying to look at it. And Zillow can give you that kind of information, you know? You can look at the pictures and you can figure it out, okay, this house is pretty much, it, this house pretty much looks like this one when I when I finish the property, okay? That's, that's what you want to look at. Yeah, and all you're gonna do is just get the the actual price that it sold. If you notice it sold for four or four, and the estimate says four. Please, please don't pay attention to estimate. Don't yeah. pay attention to you don't want to deal with that. Just look at the property, and important here is the date that this property sold. Yeah. You want to be under six months, which means we are in. I mean, we say, yeah. we are heading we're heading in March right now. You want to go six months back. You want to start in September, okay? End of September, October. So that's that's the, the day that you want to look at, okay? Yeah. Six months. So try to start with six months if you can't find anything and you have to go back to a year. Um, but definitely start within that six months. So everything that we're saying is kind of a starting point. Okay, now, okay. One little tip, sorry about that. One little tip is with this market is so hot. So you don't even need to go back six months. You can still on the three months. And one little tip for the investor, investors out there, just start with three months. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of comps in three months. And we help you out a lot because yeah. the market changed a lot in the last three months. Yeah, I would say it really just depends, though, because inventory is so low that sometimes maybe there just isn't a property that's been sold there. Correct. So like, if you can start with the property that sold last month, obviously, that would be the best. So we're just kind of giving a kind of brief overview of where you should start um, and then just know that like the farther you get away from that, 
the less accurate you might be. But again, we're just trying to kind of get uh, our own estimate, let's say, so we don't trust what they're doing. Um, so this is pretty easy. You're always going to look at the square feet of the house and the price that it actually sold for. How many beds? How many beds out there too? Grab that price and divide it by the total square feet and know what it's selling per square feet. It's really the best way. Don't just pick like three houses and then four or five, 14, for example, um, and then come up with something. You should always come up with the price per square foot that the price is selling for. Um, and then you'll be very accurate when it comes to your own comps. Correct. But again, please, if you have a realtor, use them. Use them because they want to be there for you. They, they, they want to be the ones that when you finish a property, they're probably going to be the ones that will list a property and they will be happy to do a CMA. If they don't do that, just please give us a call and we, we will help you guys out. Yeah, call Aerie Mount. <laughs> I personally uh, don't send me 50 properties to do CMAs on to maybe try and buy one. Correct. Um, I would really love to sit down with you and teach you how to do it because it always goes back to that uh, you can you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink correct, or something like that. So we, we, we will help you and, and show you how to do it because for me, it's more important that you know how to do it. And if you find something that you may like and you don't know, we can make partner, partner up in the deal as well. Yeah, so I feel like that's where we actually provide the biggest benefit. Us here at either Prime Flip or Home Prime, either of the two. Um, that is definitely where we provide the biggest benefit. We're not just your realtors, we're also your investment partners. Um, we're, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, after after you guys send an offer, uh, we, we know how much we're gonna pay for the property. We know how much would be the cost of the renovation. We know how much we're gonna sell it for. Please, in the renovation side, renovation side, don't overspend any money. Don't overspend. This is not your house. This is not the house that you're gonna sleep. This is not the house that you will have your child. This is not the house that you will have your family living. Please don't overspend. Just try to be as simple and beauty as possible. And what I say is, you're just gonna find on the area any property that they, you know, somebody else do a rehab. So you just wanna copy and paste. It's simple. It's simple. You don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to do anything else major than anybody else. You just want to copy and paste. If they do a black um, stone on the countertop, just do the same. If they do uh, the sheet material on the floor, the laminate, I don't know what's the name of the LB something. LBT, just do the same. Okay? If they paint the house in white, just paint the house in white because this is what is working on that particular neighborhood. Yeah. Don't try to do anything different. So just, just try to do the same thing that they do because the results out there are speaking for you. So you, you, you don't have to reinvent nothing. Just go and go, go and do it. Yeah, guys, see, we've seen scenarios where um, the kitchen requires makeup and you're coming in here putting a level three granite. And at the end of the day, it didn't, it didn't appraise your house any less or more. So whatever the comps are telling you, whatever those houses that you actually looked at when you were comping your house, um, try and pay attention to what materials they're using. And if they're blue and you want to go white, I mean, that's your opinion. That's your, that's whatever that is. But try, 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 try to be in the same materials uh, category. And this is the biggest mistake for a rookie out there. So if you ask me what is the biggest mistake that a rookie make in renovation stuff, 
is this one, period. They overspend money on rehab, yeah. thinking that the, the house will appraise for more if you put this kind of material or this kind of materials. It's not the same. Remember, the appraiser will look at the comps, the same thing you did before you buy the property, that's what they're gonna do. More specific, but that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, and um, kind of during the process of the flip also, uh, when you're looking to hire a contractor, let's talk a little bit about that. Three, that's the, that's the key, the key number right there. You need to go to the property with at least three contractors. You need to have at least three quotes. You need to have something to compare. Price are different for everybody. Nobody is gonna give you the same price. And as, as a flipper, you need to find the best uh, price because your cost will kill you if they go up, yeah. all right? And this is a little tip right there. If your contractor say, it's gonna cost you $50,000, be ready for 60 or $65,000. If your contractor say it's gonna take him two to three months, be ready for four months. So you have to be ready for the, for the, the occasion that you don't think about it. You know, for the bad news, you have to be ready for those bad news. Hey, I need more money for this. Hey, I need more money for this. Don't try to squeeze your, 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 Cochinito, como se dice? Like your paper bank. Yeah, don't, don't try to do that. Don't try to do that. So be ready with, with money and be ready with patience. So you have to be patient because you, you cannot be at the phone every single day trying to find a contractor where he's at, what he's doing. So if you want to do that, just go and show up at the property. Don't tell anybody that we show up. Just go and show up. All right. That way he 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 will know that you can show up at any time. All right. Um, so my biggest tip uh, to anybody with the construction side of it, um, I think it even needs to go a step before that. And you need to decide what role you want to play in. Um, so if you're a contractor yourself and, for example, you do roofing, so you know you got the roof, um, you have to see if you're going to hire somebody for any other trade or if you're thinking of doing everything yourself. Um, you have to realize or think of if you're going to be the GC, if you're going to be the one running the show, if you're going to be the one running the show, then you have to make those phone calls like, hey, where, why are you not here today? Or why this or why that? Um, for me personally, I would really recommend if you have no construction business whatsoever, it is not a business for you to actually become the flipper and then become the contractor as well. If you're trying to do both of those things at the same time, you are setting yourself up for failure, to be honest with you. Um, in many cases, you might be a particular case. But in my opinion, uh, you should get about three to four, maybe five, six, as many as you can, honestly. If you can do 10, shit, go for it. But it should be a minimum of three. For that reason, you have your due diligence. Period. Yeah. You have the due diligence. How many days? Three, four, five, seven days. Try to get everybody before the, the due diligence period expires. Yeah. You know, that way you, you will feel more comfortable, you know, with the offer you just made, right? Or the deal that you are in. Yeah. That's, that's important. And I, I would tell you guys, about what you say before, when I start doing flip, uh, I told I'm a contractor. I, I was I was the one doing everything, pretty much everything. I don't know about nothing. So I was the one that picked the, okay, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do. Let, I'm gonna do the demolition. I'm gonna start doing, I'm gonna put this window and I'm gonna put this door and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the, the cabinets and stuff like that. And that takes so much time, time, so much time. Time that one, you're not paying yourself. Correct. 
and two and they they work. Work. yeah and they put it off the work because after that i have to call somebody that to come and do it come and do it and i have to pay them yeah so don't be that area don't be that yeah so try to find somebody that is it's not a sheep this is another tip don't go with the sheep version because if you pay them as a sheep version guess what you're gonna receive sheep work, sheep work. and the market will kill you when the buyers get into the property and they sell sheep work, they will kill you in feedbacks and stuff like that. And your property is going to stay there. Or if you receive any offer, will be lower than you expect. So try to be the BBB. In Spanish, it's bueno, bonito, barato. <laughs> try to be like that. I would say that. Uh, good. 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 Pretty, pretty good. And cheap. No, good, good, pretty, pretty and cheap. cheap. Good, yeah. pretty, and cheap. Just like that. Try to be all three. Good, pretty, and cheap. Um, GCC. Um, yeah, guys. So my recommendation would actually be go straight to GCs and try and put that into your budget. The GC essentially is going to make some money and he might be subcontracting everything, but that GC should give you absolutely everything. And you know, if you have to get on somebody's ass, you only have to get on one person's ass. You don't have to get on a whole different crew of asses. Um, this guy should give you a scope of work. Very important for you guys to get a scope of work and deadlines, deadlines mm -hmm. for everything. And the biggest tip that I can give is pay when work is done. Yeah, never pay before. Don't never. worry about future shit. If they're telling you, hey, I need $20,000 to finish the roof and you kind of look at it and bro, we haven't even started the roof. Why you need the money? You know what I'm saying? If you need money for material, I got you. Go to Home Depot, call me. I got you. I'll pay for the materials. Correct. But until something is done, do not pay for it. They will not come back or you will be chasing their asses to come back. And when, and when they say, hey, I need this amount of money before doing everything, it's probably because they are paying somebody else to do another job in other house. So yeah. don't, don't make that mistake. So keep your money in your pocket. And when you see everything is done, just pay them. Yeah, guys. And again, this is all a people's business. There should be an order of how people get paid. Communication, everything, communication, everything, this business. Your lenders need to get paid back first. They're the ones giving you money that you otherwise do not have anyways. So you'd be sitting on the streets without their money anyways. Your contractors, and if there's any money left over, it's for you. Exactly. If there's you no money the left over, then that's your fault. Last one on the line. Last one on the line to get paid. That's how it should be, because even if you lost, even if you didn't lose any, but you didn't make any on this property, you still Those two it. people are going to come back on your next exactly. property. You still, have, you still have his trust. Yeah. Make I'm sure you pay trust. on time. If you can have a scheduled payment, which comes together with that uh, timeline of work, if you can make those two work and those two run smoothly, smoothly, you will have contractors and you will have lenders for your entire business. All right. And, and before we jump into the financing stuff, uh, I, I want to say something about contractors as well. Because just just an example, what I do, I just get get price from them and say, okay, it's, let's say it's twenty thousand dollar. I will divide those twenty thousand dollar in four periods, okay, four months because my 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 holding cost will be four months, for example. And I say you're gonna get five thousand dollar upfront, okay? It's like secure deposit that we wanna work together. The other five thousand dollar is the money ahead, and until this job is done, all right? I mean, demolition or electrical side or something like that. Right here, you get another $5,000. And then from there, we scale the next $5,000. It's 
is to give you a sample. And uh, he has to tell me where will be the deadline on the job that we're going to do, they're going to do. I mean, it have to be the roof, okay. Until the roof is gone, I don't care. It's your next $5,000. Yeah. Everything should definitely be itemized. Um, and once those things in that item list is done, Correct. it comes out here. It's Correct. that simple. Correct. All right, so going into uh, a little bit of financing, I know we talked about it on deal check, so we might actually make it a little quicker. Um, my only two heads up on financing is consistently stay networking, consistently stay networking. If you feel you have the best hard money lender, find the second best hard money lender. Right. Don't just stick to the first. Um, figure out what the heck your points are, guys. If a realtor tells you, hey, how much are you paying for points and you don't know, you're tripping. Figure out your business, okay? And uh, figure out your interest rates. Also, uh, those things are all negotiable, guys. If when we put them into deal check, it doesn't make sense at four points, but for whatever reason, it makes sense at three points. Let your lender know that and communicate that. You everything, might be able to go down to three Everything points. is negotiable in this business. There is not a flat fee on this business. Everything is negotiable, even points, even down payment, even how much money they're going to give it to you. The terms, everything is negotiable. The only payment you can put it back until you finish the the, yeah. the deal and then the lender get paid. Yeah. Everything is negotiable. This don't don't be afraid to ask for something because if you don't ask, there is only one answer and it's no. But if you ask, hey, can we do this? It may be yes, right? That's how we do it. It's not a yes until you ask, guys. Correct. Um, so what he's referring to is uh, in our scenario earlier where we were paying about $2,800 a month. Can you go back to the, the scenario just to let them know what we said? So in our scenario on this case right here, uh, if you notice, our loan payments are $2,680 per month, and we're going to hold it for four months. You can actually negotiate, so that would be a total of $10,720 as our holding costs on that loan for those four months. You can actually negotiate or just have, it's not even negotiation, it's a simple conversation um, with your lender, your hard money lender, whatever it is. Hey, instead of paying you these $2,680 every single month, can I just pay you the 10,720 at the end of four months? More times than yes, they'll tell you yes, if you have, more times than no, they'll tell you yes, if you guys have an actual relationship. Again, it goes back to your relationship. If this is the very first time that I talk to you as a lender and you don't know me and I don't even have something like this to be able to like, hey, look, I'm legit, bro. I've done seven of these this year. I've done eight, 10, whatever the case is. I'm on my third, whatever, whatever your case may be. Um, this would definitely help you look a lot more credible and maybe get that yes a little easier down the road. Um, and even though I'm saying network and meet as many people as possible, obviously keep the good ones and leave the bad ones and make sure it's a win-win for everybody. If everybody's winning, everybody's gonna to wanna to stay on that team. What we do, we always make sure that they get paid and they make money. If they make money, then we'd be happy. If they are happy, they come back for more. It's just that simple. Yeah, we've actually had lenders though. The, one of the main reasons that you want to uh, network is we've actually had lenders say that they don't lend on like wood frame properties, for example. Correct. So if that would have been our only lender and we would have just kept that lender, then we would have had to pass on that deal. Like, Correct. Okay, we just, we can't buy it. Um, but instead, we just send it to another lender who gets back at us with a different price and we're able to close on the property. So there is a lender that doesn't have, you know, the, you know, 
too much liquidity. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of money out there. If they don't, if they don't have the money at the times, you know, we, we may lose the deal. So for that reason, we need not only one, two, three, four. So we send when, when what we do is we send the, the entire package to everyone out there, every lenders that we have and that we trust and trust in us. So and with whichever give us the the best uh, terms and in case of uh in terms of um interest rates, you know, down payment and all those stuff, is the one that gets the deal. It's that simple. Everything is negotiable, as I say. We also didn't talk about, or we haven't talked about, um, and I'm bringing it up now, we haven't talked about some of those requirements. So oh, even yeah. just besides the money cost, um, different lenders have different requirements. There's lenders that are just going to trust you and say, okay, uh, this is the deal. This is what the ARV is. Yeah, here's your 80%, for example. But there's other lenders who really don't trust your ass, and they're going to send an appraiser out there. They're going to send a survey person out there, yeah. an inspector, and you're paying for all those things. Those things are added on to your cost. So you're paying that $500 uh, appraisal fee. You're paying that $400 um, survey surveying fee. Yeah, the $200 inspection, all those stuff. And they will require more, yep. more, more, more down payment, like 40%. Yeah. I've seen lenders make more money than the, the actual sellers that yeah. doing all the work. But we do have to take into an account, guys. This is 80% their money and 20% your money. You don't have to be a scientist to know who is taking the bigger risk All right. here. So the guy does deserve to get paid. You're essentially doing this on borrowed money, meaning it's infinite money, to be honest. Um, so definitely take all those things into account. For me, it's, more, it's the most important thing, like you said before, is the relationship that we made with the, the lenders. You know, they trust in us. They see we are doing the good numbers. They see we are profitable because this is important. If you show them that the deals that you made you make money, you make a lot of money, they will lower your interest, they will give you more money, they will really open the doors for you. Yeah. So every time you send a deal, they will be there for you. And when we don't send the when, when we don't send the deal to them, they call us, they send us an email. Hey, do you have anything that you need from? Just like that. We have a phone call the other day from somebody, I don't know, from Arizona. What, what is the guy? Something like that, yeah. We, he offered like $4 million. He, he has $4 million to, to lend. And he was willing to give us 75% after repair value. That, that will cover us the entire deal, and including, including the, the, the repairs. Just like that. Yeah, guys, there's people out there that's, that would uh, finance your rehab costs as well. So in our back to our scenario, if we needed $50,000, uh, they would actually add that. On top so we wouldn't even need to come up with that fifty thousand dollars up front that's a good deal right there so every time that you find somebody that can do that for you go and take it have a good relationship with these people you have to take care of your lenders your lender is like your mom and dad when you need money from them they're gonna be there for you if you're back with them you're gonna laugh right you're gonna jump to something else um but yeah this this it's important. It's important. You need to have those relationships with them. Um, okay. And kind of sticking into the uh, subject of funding, uh, let's just discuss a different type of funding. This is the one that I don't see a lot of people doing. And essentially, if this is your business, this is your full-time thing, like you're not a, a doctor that's side hustling or you're not anything that's side hustling in real estate, this is your absolute business. 
you should buy a freaking shirt that says I buy houses or some shit and Whatever walk around do. with it every single time. Let Put every single person, every single person, hey, I'm in real estate and try and come up with as much private money as possible. Private money is just simply your neighbor, your mom, your dad, your brother, your grandma, whatever, whatever it is, your pastor. It doesn't freaking matter who it is. It's people that they literally trust you with that money. It doesn't matter if it's 50 bucks. If you have 20,000 people letting you borrow 50 bucks, shit, good for you. You know, if you have one that's letting you borrow $25,000, good for you. Make sure you're in use of that money, regardless of how you use it. Like that could maybe be your down payment. Of course. You know? So that's that's how the people say you don't need money to, to make this, this business work. Because eventually, probably you have your dad, your mom, your sister, your brother, a good friend of you, like have twenty twenty five thousand dollars at the bank, sit in the bank, don't make any money. Yeah, they don't make any money, and you say, hey, you money. Me. Yeah, they make just point zero zero point zero. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and, and you come to this guy and say, hey, listen, I have this deal that will make me, uh, you know, this amount of money. If you borrow me twenty five twenty five thousand dollars, I will pay you twenty percent of this twenty five thousand dollars. So you will you will get back in four months your twenty five thousand dollars plus are now three thousand dollars. Listen. $3,000 more that this $25 we make in 10 years on the bank. Yeah. So it's giving people the opportunity to invest with you, be a partner with you, and if you make money, they're going to make money as well. Don't be afraid to ask. There's a lot of people that have money out there that are willing to work with you. And like I said before, if you guys have money, you don't know how to invest, you want to learn how to invest, you can partner up with us. We can do it with you guys. We can find the deals and we can fund it. That way you become partner with us and you will make money. Yeah, guys. So if you notice just simply on using private money, um, if you notice in this scenario, we're making $55,000 for the hard money lender. If we were to switch this and the number doesn't have to change a lot, even if you're just saving on the purchase points, that simple factor alone, we're still going to give our private lenders um, the 12%. So I'm gonna give my mom, my dad, whatever the heck, 12% of their money. Look at the difference. $30,000. Just from being able to get that money from a private lender instead of a hard money lender. Correct. So that is the importance of the cost of money, knowing what you're paying for your money. It's important to know. That's, that's the reason why you should know your numbers every time and every single deal. That's, that's it. Makes sense. Your numbers, everything. One of the reasons I personally like real estate compared to every other investment class out there, stocks, even crypto, even though crypto is a class of its own. But um, it's literally the most predictable investment class there is. Like if I was to buy 100 shares of Apple right now, I am guessing that they're going to go, I don't know where they're at. It's an Apple right now. It's like 270 or something like that. that they're gonna, I'm hoping that they go from 270 to 280. It's only $10 spray right there. Yeah, I mean, I bought a shit chair. So <laughs> whatever the case may be, though, but I'm hoping, you know, like there's nothing I can do. I can't sit outside on the street and like with an Apple sign, like so it can go up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And if the CEO go out and say, okay, guys, we fucked it up. It's going to go down. There's something no happening in the world. It's going to go down. You know, the beauty of real estate for me is that those volatilities yeah. are like the slow, like the, the markets change in periods and they call periods of six months. You know, in six months, you can really see how the market change. 
What that means, if you can get in and get out within six months, you will still have your earning right there. Yep. You will still have the money that you predict yep. from today. Our goal most of the time is to be in and out in four months. In four months. That's why, that's why we show you guys four months how we got school. So and yeah, listen, if you, I mean, if you do three deals in one year, like three deals, one every four months, and you make $50,000 on every deal, it's $150,000 you just paid before taxes. Using other people's money. Using other people's money. Just like that. Guess what? Next year, you're going to make six. It's going to be $300,000. And if you really understand how the deal flow is, you will still make more and more and more. Because it will become easy. It will become a game for you. It's like a, like a monopoly game. Just like that. And um, my last uh, recommendation would be, guys, make sure you know your numbers. We've said it. And not only numbers when you're buying and when you're selling, but if our projected rehab cost is $50,000, I need to write down every single penny. Every single that left penny. my account and see how close we end up to those $50,000 at the end of the four months. If we went over budget, why did we go over budget? I might not bitch if we stayed under budget, but come up with your numbers as close as possible. And they don't have to be perfect, but try and go perfecting them little by little. Guys, my first deal, I always gonna say this, was $11,000 profit. Using $0 of my money. So it was $11,000 that hit my account without using any penny of my money. Guess what? How much was my second? $27,000. And it will go up and up and up. And even if it doesn't go up. Tell them the most recent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, you got to be honest with our people. Well, it was over $100,000. Yes, sir. Right there. Yes, sir. And let me tell you guys, I didn't expect this. The market helped me a lot, to be honest with you. I was, pre I, I was predicting $60,000. But this way you can you can see how the market change, right? And in, in this period of time, it was like seven months because it's a, it was a big house. It did a lot of rehab, and we go through COVID stuff. You know, my contractor called, got COVID, and that was very sick, and it takes me sometimes. But we ended selling the house, and we make a hundred thousand dollars. That's a sweet deal, right there. That's a, That's a sweet deal. Hundred thousand dollars in seven months, guys. Let me tell you something. If you go out there and you, and you ask flippers right now how much is the profit, there is people out there making making $25,000. 15%. Doing deals for 15, 10, 20, $25,000. But guess what? How much deal they make at you? 10, 12, 13. So I just make one that give me $100,000. It's for you out there. Everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. You just need to find the right deal. You find the right deal and put the right people together and work for the same goal. Guess what? You're going to make it. And he's applied a lot of the things that he learned. If I'm not mistaken, you didn't do anything in that house while your contractors did. You went, showed up occasionally. You were at the office. While Correct. Yeah, I was in the office pretty much the time. They just called me, hey, gray or black? I say, gray. 
white or, or green. I say green. You know, that's that, that was pretty much my job right there. Showing up, you know, go to weekends and see, you know, because it's your money. It's your money. You have to feel in love with that money right there. You have to feel in love with the process. I, I, I go the, to the house, I show up, I look at everything, every single corner of the property. And then guess what? On Monday, I told them, hey, we need to do this and this and this. Or we need to change this. Or, or you guys did this and I don't like it and let's change it, right? So that's the reason why you don't want to be the contractor. You have to be the one that check every point of the property and say, we're going to do this, this way. And they will be the one that will do it. They get paid for that. Yeah. I was going to give one last advice and I kind of just slipped my mind. But... Yeah, do it. Kind of slipped. So maybe if you stay calm and come back. I say, you know, like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to invest your money in real estate because the only, the, the only place that you will put your money and will stay there or will grow is real estate. 95% of the millionaires in, in, this, in this country came from real estate, or they have real estate, or they, they own any piece of real estate. Yeah. Commercial, industrial, um, you know, residential, multifamiliar. So don't be afraid to invest the money. What you need to do is learn. You need to, to, to stay on track of every single new strategy that goes out. Even if you don't want to do that, you, you can partner up, like I said before. You find someone like us, you know, that are really active on real estate and investment side, and we can help you out. Just come we can help you out for a few weeks. Correct. To learn. Correct. Fear just comes from not knowing, guys. Um, I think the advice that I was going to give is if you're actually already purchased a property, I don't see a lot of people doing this at all. And I actually learned this from uh, a bigger company than even us. So if you already have a a flip that you're currently going on or doing guys you need to comp that property at, try and comp it if you can weekly weekly because that's going to tell you that's going to allow you to always be ahead of the market right don't just comp the property now and say okay we can sell at 450 and then don't come and comp it again four months later and being like oh shit the market changed you know um Try and comp it maybe weekly, maybe every 15 days, and that can essentially change what your budget is. Mm -hmm. So if you notice, like maybe in, in your case, what was, happened with this house, was. like you notice that the market just became hot, like it's going up, it's going up, it's going up. Okay, guys, you can just simply make those decisions on, okay, guys, maybe if we go with granite instead of Jamaica, just an example, um, we can actually reach that $500,000 mark instead of staying at 470 or something like that, you know? Um, so once you currently do own a property, you know, you're getting rid of it, comp it as often as you can to make sure that you're on top of the market and that the market doesn't just change. It can also, it helps mostly when you're going down. So like if you were putting that granite and you notice that the market is shifting, okay, guys, let's just pull make this. Okay. Don't overpay for your deal. That's it. Simple. If the deal is out there, 275, doesn't mean that you have to pay 275. Doesn't mean that you have to buy that property for 275,000, all right? Because I see a lot of investors, new investors right there, uh, out there, that they, they, they see the property on the market for 275, they started off at 295. 
295, 260, to, uh, I mean, doesn't have a control of the numbers. So I really want to know what is my number. So what's the offer that I want to make, you know? And I always start from the bottom. I, I always start down. I, I never start from list price. I use that this escalation offer that I that we talked about before. And this is just to close in this. Don't overpay for your deals and don't overpay for your rehab cost. Okay, that's simple. Yeah, guys, the asking price is honestly. The asking how price. can we say this in the nicest way? They're just putting whatever the fuck they want to be honest. Um, they're, they're kind of picking a range, especially in the market that we're in right now, guys, they're picking a range. So, uh, if that person is going with a realtor, um, they're kind of doing kind of what their comps are. And most of the times they're just inflating the price a little bit, you know? So if they're coming at 300,000, Hey, let's put it at 350. The market's crazy. Let's see what the fuck we get. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just kind of, so you guys know where they are at where they are at and the only thing that you should take into consideration when you're seeing a listing price is how motivated that person is to sell if you know that they're looking for top dollar on their property then okay maybe that guy isn't that motivated to sell obviously he wants to sell the houses on the market right but maybe he's not that motivated to sell compared to where if they just listed it perfectly or if they listed a little bit under that could be sometimes a technique but well those things usually determine the determination of how bad that person wants to sell or how quickly that person wants to sell. But we don't ever take that number into effect. Usually sometimes even when we run down the house down the line, we don't even send it with what their offer price is or what their uh, asking price is just because we don't want that person to even see that number. Like, Correct. I don't want that number to have anything to do with the price. Let me know what my max offer is compared to the things to our buyer's box and the things that we have set up and tell me if it makes sense or not. I don't care what they're asking for don't overthink, just go for it. If you want to invest money, just go for it. Real estate is out there in every single corner. And in every single corner, if you know how to look at real estate, you can find opportunity. That's it. And ask questions, guys. Um, I would say you don't have to be a real estate agent to be an investor. Sometimes it, a lot of times it actually contradicts one of the other. Because as an agent, you want what's best for the other people. It's actually in our part of our NAR yeah, yeah. Stuff, Ethic, ethical stuff, ethical stuff that, you know, whatever's best for other people. So as an investor, I've been trying to rip you the fuck off. I need that house for as slow as possible. Correct. Um, so those of you that have asked me like, Hey, is, is being an agent worth it? For me, it personally has, I've learned a tremendous amount of things, but it doesn't mean that becoming an agent has helped me out. If I knew what I know now, um, I would have probably just showed up here at the office, talked to Ariam and, and shadowed him for a few weeks, you know, which you're more than welcome to come do with us. We'll actually take that time and spend it with you guys. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So kind of like we're going to finish this podcast today. We're going to upload it on our YouTube channel. We're going to upload it on well, our podcast channel as well. And probably, um, you know, we're going to spotlight a little bit YouTube, Instagram, I mean, in Facebook, Instagram, so stuff like that. Give us a little time to, to do this, <laughs> this editing stuff. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to me, um, to my uh, Instagram account. It's right there, Capistani Realtor. And you can reach out uh, Jadiel as well. If you have any questions regarding to real estate investment, real estate in general, we're going to be here for help you guys.
Yeah, guys, if you guys are looking to become an agent, come join Best Realty uh, Home Prime Realty out there. That didn't come out how I wanted it to come out. <laughs> come join the best brokerage that we have. Uh, are we allowed to talk about commissions? No, yet. No, like just in general. When people say, like, hey, my commission split over there is 80 20, for example. No, yet. I'm talking about people. Oh, people? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so our commission is not 80 20. That's just an example that I was using. Uh, but come and find out what our commissions are. I think you'll love them. And if you're looking to invest um, or partner up or Whatever it is, anything that has to do with investments, we are here as well. And even if you are a realtor and, and, and you find a deal for us, we're gonna we're gonna buy it. We're gonna be your client on this side of Prime Flip. So because we we purchase house cash at any price, any condition. That's what we do every day. We send a bunch of offers. So how many offers we send last week? We always try and hit at least hundred. Yeah. So if you find a deal out there and you think this is a good deal for us, just send up, send it to me, send it to Jadiel. We're gonna second. Uh, we're gonna look at the deal, and then we're gonna see if it's a potential flipper investment that you can partner up with us. We're gonna get it. Okay. Yeah. Or if you just want to be the agent, guys, which is what he was referring to, um, you get your buyer's commission. Uh, you get everything that requires. We're just another customer. So, um, thank you guys for watching. If you stayed around for this long, um, and other than that, you'll be seeing clips in other places. So, thank, thank you, guys. you guys. Have a great night.